we're back with another episode of the Draper Dialogues. DJ Draper here. So glad you're joining us today. We hope that you had a fun, safe, enjoyable 4th of July holiday. Hope you maybe even enjoyed some of those fireworks that we're not supposed to here in the state of Minnesota, legally anyway. Speaking of explosions, this man we're interviewing here today on the program has exploded onto the scene in the upper Midwest independent wrestling scene and here in the AWF, having made a handful of appearances. Jossie, welcome to the program. What's cooking good looking? How art thou? We're doing all right here. Uh, Now, are you in Minnesota now or are you still down in the state of Iowa? Nope, nope. I am up in God's country, USA, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was going to say, because the, uh, you know, the state tree of the state of Iowa? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if you put a gun in my head and asked me to. Well, I've heard it's the no. uh, the telephone pole. Ah, so, that's so. cute. Anyway, Was anyway. that a joke? Was that, was that your attempt at comedy? It was Is that how we're kicking this off? Why don't you tell me a knock-knock joke? I, I, I don't Come have on, anything tell me, that I know you've got one in your back pocket. Nothing that in-depth here on the program today. Okay. Okay. Proceed. So how are you handling how wrestling has slowed down here? Uh, how are you staying busy, keeping in ring shape, getting ready for hopefully a return to live action inside the ring at some point? Yeah, man, I tell you what. Uh, right now, honestly, I have not been busier than I am right now in quite some time. There's a lot in this game inside and out that I have, that I want to accomplish. And I feel as though as long as I've got goals and I keep my eye on the prize and I stay focused and on the task at hand, there's never a dull moment in my life. I don't, I don't wait for wrestling. Wrestling waits for me. So although we're not hitting the ropes and I'm not entertaining at the moment, I'm working all right, so tell us a little bit about Jossie for the fans who might be uninitiated here uh, in the AWF. You've been on our cards a few times, so tell us a little bit about your philosophy inside the ring and what motivates you as a wrestler. Who is Jossie? That's one of the most cliche questions that you could have possibly pulled out of your back pocket to ask me. You have the opportunity of a lifetime. The front man is live on your show, giving you more credibility than you have ever had. And you, you, you pull out that question, that age-old question. Who is Jossie? Kid, if you're dumb enough to not know who I am by looking at me, then you're not watching close hey, enough. I know who you are. I'm saying there may be folks out here in our listening audience. We're recording this as Google a Google me, dog. I'm dope. Google me and watch me. August 22nd. Black wrestlers matter. I'm going to be whooping ass. And then you'll know who Jossie is. But proceed. What was your next question? What was that lovely follow-up that you had? All right. Well, we're really getting things off to a... You know, great start here. I thought. No, my, come on. I, roll it back. Roll it back. Ask the question that you had after the previous one. You kind of strolled them along, and if you were good at your job, you probably would have given me a break between the questions and then just moved on accordingly. But you didn't. It's amateur hour. That's fine. I'm coaching you. This is a coaching moment. We're learning, right? We can we can always right? do better, and I appreciate. Feedback you can always do better. Time. I don't know about me because I'm pretty damn good. 
Well, I thought with the joke there about the state of Iowa, things would maybe be lightened up, but evidently this is Oh, not- I'm, I'm having fun with you. I'm having fun with you. I'm making your show fun, so ask the question. Well, hope, hope everyone watching this on Facebook is having fun as well. Uh, we've seen you develop here over the last few years, just recently in the AWS. Have you always been interested in pro wrestling? And then what made you want to hop inside the ring to take a stab at this yourself? There's not a day that I can remember where I didn't want to entertain a crowd, that I didn't want to perform, that I didn't want to hog the spotlight and take all the attention from everybody else in the room. There wasn't a day that I can remember that I didn't live with that. I, uh, I couldn't tell you when it was that I wanted to be a wrestler because I don't consider myself a wrestler, but entertainer, man, I was born this way. You know, that's an interesting philosophy because I know that there are those who uh, eschew the concept of sports entertainment and just say, this is wrestling. This is, we need to just keep things. And that's lovely. That's lovely. That's lovely that people want to bang that drum so loudly of I'm a traditional wrestler, but the embarrassing thing that they have to live with is me, the front man, Jossie live and in living color. I am better as an entertainer at the wrestling than the wrestlers. So when you want to die on the sword of I'm a traditional wrestler, you don't have much to live by when I'm doing it better than you as an entertainer. Wouldn't you say? I think certainly in the year 2020, having that well-rounded persona as you certainly have, and that you're able to present persona to... presence. Presence. I, I I know there are those not not me, but there are those who would use the word gimmick to describe. Don't you ever, don't you ever, don't you ever trot out one of those tired ass played out cliches from yesteryear, the 1970s phrase of gimmick. Don't you ever say the word gimmick and front man Jossie in the same damn sense because you are implying that I am not what I always have claimed to be and that is real. Don't do that. This is not a gimmick. This is a personality, this is a presence, and I can't be messed with. And the fact that I've been this damn good at being this damn good for so damn long and nobody wants to admit it kind of pisses me off. I'm sorry, I was a little agitated there. I had to get that off of my chest. Not trying to get you agitated by any means. We know how intense you are just by hearing you talk as it is. So anyway... Uh, when it came to be that time for you to hit the ropes, uh, how'd you get started? I know that you broke in with the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, and I know that there may be some folks watching or listening. Those two words, Black and Brave, may not have all that much meaning to them. How about you uh, educate our fans here at home as to how you got broken in into this sport? Yeah. So, man, I was. It, I, I got to take that story all the way back. Too, and I have told this story a time or two, and I love telling it because it makes me reminisce about the good old days. But uh, back in 2015, I'll say, I was bartending at the uh, Fuddruckers when a couple of guys came in who were up there no good. They were not causing trouble in my neighborhood. But one of them was a bleach blonde sting wannabe 
And he said that he was going to train to be a professional wrestler. He said he was going to pack up his bags and move on down to Iowa to get trained at the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. And I was already having my eye on taking over the world of professional wrestling as an entertainer, mind you. And it was going to either be Lance Storm School, Booker T School, or, or even that Team 3D down in Florida. But when I met this bleach blonde sting wannabe dude who was going down to Black and Brave, I figured that was a sign right there for old Funky. I packed my bags in 2016, January 7th, I believe, was the first day of my training. And uh, I haven't looked back ever since. I, I tell you what, I got to tell you. My time there is some of the best memories that I've ever had in my life. It was the greatest decision that I have ever made was moving down there in 2016. And the training was tough, man. Training was tough. There wasn't a day that I, I went home, that I left that gym, that I, I, I was tired. You know, there wasn't a day that it, where I wasn't tired, rather. There wasn't a day that I left that gym with gas left in the tank. There wasn't a day that I left that gym not sore, calloused, or bruised, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. It was some tough training. Any man, woman, or child that can endure those 12 weeks under the best damn training on the scene today, and I challenge anybody to that, anybody that wears that badge of BXB followed by a set of Roman numerals, they've got my respect to some degree. So, of course, that being Merrick Brave and Tyler Black, who other folks might know by a different name. In Let me pick up those names you just dropped. You're on live with the front man, dude. Hey, now, I'm. it's not like I can compete with Tony DiNucci in the name-dropping Olympics or anything like that. I'm just trying to give... That was cute. Cheap pop. I love it. Well, if I can get you to pop, then I think that we've made this a success here. This evening, there's not there's not too many people out there that can give me the pop, but you're doing good at it. <laughs> this one followed you, and then and previously, what did we have? The light pole uh, incidents. That that joke that was that was pretty damn good as well. Yay! Keep yay. it up. Success success here. Uh, so, what were some of your influences here, getting uh, into the sport and developing into the man you are in the ring? Uh, what inspires you? to do what you do inside the squared circle and actually on there's the a lot of ooh, oh that's cute i i like that one uh there's a lot of dudes man that uh want to drop names and say this is who i want to be like one day and i'm not like that i i, I honestly i'm the biggest fan of the the superstar that i have yet to become I'm the biggest fan. Jossie is the world's biggest fan of the front man. And there are guys certainly that have influenced me in my game that I'd like to give credit to, like The Rock on the microphone, man. He's he's untouchable. He's untouchable. John Cena, Eddie Kingston, Jimmy Jacobs, man. Uh, I, like, I like that. So when I thought about the star that I wanted to be. You can't study anybody else but the best, right? You know? Rick Flair's yeah. Macho Man, oh yeah, Savage. You gotta watch them all. And so you're certainly outspoken behind the mic and we're already experiencing that on this program here 
today. Uh, you've even been referenced as someone who, this isn't me saying this, but the words uh, that you, you run your mouth. Uh, so how did you get so intense and unleashed when you get that microphone in your hand or when you're in front of it on a program like ours today? Nobody rocks the spotlight like I do. Nobody. It just is. It's one of the facts. It's, it's laws of our existence. I'm unmatched and unrivaled with the microphone in hand. I'm really damn good at it. And uh, honestly, what fuels that, where that intensity comes from, is the constant need to prove it. I'm not on TV, man. So I've got a lot that I have to compete with. I have to work that much harder to prove my case. I'm really damn good at this thing. And not just talking the big damn game but backing it up in the ring, I'm dope. So that's where the intensity comes from. I have to prove myself right. And I bottle up the anger that the world kind of questions whether I'm right or not. They ignore me because they haven't seen me yet. So that's where the intensity comes from. And I'm sure that a lot of fans can hopefully appreciate that you're not one to rest on your laurels. You're not out there just waiting for that phone to ring or to get that text message. You're actually out there recognizing that you need to work harder than everyone else out there in order to reach Listen, that man, level. I have worked in, I, I, I have stolen shows and I have rocked houses in well over 30 states right now over the past four and a half years of my career consistently unbroken not hurt i show up and i rock hard i do that and then i've seen guys come along who have done a quarter of what i've done and who work half half as hard as i work on my worst day get handed opportunities after opportunities to shine and to grow their brand and their reputation, but they can't deliver. I always deliver. So no, I can't rest on my laurels, man, because the second I take my foot off the gas, somebody catches up. I don't do that. I'm always at 10. I can't stop it. It's a sickness. 30 states, you got some guys who don't want to drive more than 40 miles out there to be seen. Oh, man. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and these, these are the same guys that the world is quick to tweet about being the next big thing. Meanwhile, dudes like me and my friends, which is a few, put in the miles, put in the bumps, kick ass, get the wins, championships all over the place. But we're not given those opportunities. But that's fine. I don't want to be given anything. I want to earn it. I intend on earning it. You asked a question earlier that we skipped past. You you kind of blurred it all together with a one-on sentence. You asked me what my what my philosophy was in the ring. Please what continue. Do, what code do I abide by? Do you remember that question? Yes. I do. Yes. It's cute to put on a t-shirt, steal the damn show. It's cute. But do you do it always right? Do they? It's true to put, uh, 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 insert your favorite indie wrestler here versus everybody on a shirt, right? Because that makes that guy feel like he's taking on the world and he's the real deal, Holyfield. But is it, is it real? Does he abide by that? No, man. 
that's not those philosophies are fake and like i told you probably 10 15 minutes ago if there's anything in this business that i am it's real my philosophy is real like me my philosophy is while all those other guys time after time getting opportunities are letting you down i will never let you down ever that's my philosophy that's the code i live by because i've been let down so damn much the least i can do is promise you the viewer fan teenager cretins out there watching me rock the house i promise you i won't let you down next question right so we've had uh some pretty tragic things happen here in the state of minnesota uh the george floyd killing uh certainly has garnered worldwide attention and we've seen uh fellows like you and jdx and airwolf and angel dorado uh quickly coalesce around the uh, movement that black lives matter and in fact black wrestlers matter and I think that's very important to be advancing here. Uh, how did this come to be where this world-rocking event happens uh, down in South Minneapolis? And how were you four able to just quickly coalesce around this cause? For me personally, I can't speak for those individuals, but it was easy to coalesce around that cause because I have 26 years on this earth of being a black man in America. So I have felt that pain that has been vibrating through the very fabric of our country. I know what that is. Angel Dorado, Airwolf, and JDX share experience. There's some 20 odd years of being a black man in America on this earth. That's that's how we coalesce around this cause. We feel it. We know it. We live it. How do you how do you not grow your bond when when you all share that? And listen, I'm the first to talk in the wrestling business about how damn good I am and how I am head and shoulders above the rest. And I don't like to lump my name with anybody else, but I respect those Fair three men because they were by my side in the marches in Minneapolis. I respect those men. They're fighting the same fight that I'm fighting, that we are all fighting. It's not a black versus white thing, man. We're all in this together, dog. So it's not a coincidence that just four brothers found a common bond and stood up for something, raised their voice, it's just the right thing to do. And then to bring things back to wrestling, we had um, on our, as our last guest on this program, Chadwick Wentworth III, uh, the Black Ooh. Stallion, who's been ah, Chadwick. 20 years in this sport. And when he broke in, yes. he was one of maybe himself, actually, mostly, uh, with others popping around here or there, the only black athlete around in this sport on this scene. And now we're seeing more opportunities out there. Uh, and you fellas like you really seizing the moment. Um, of course, with folks who look like me needing to reflect more on what we can do to answer the question I'm about to pose to you, what has to happen uh, going forward here in pro wrestling to be more inclusive and even to give more opportunities and amplify voices of those like you? 
open your eyes and watch. If it's good, it's good. Where there's smoke, there's fire, man. Dudes like me, and there ain't no dudes like me, have to work three times as hard as their contemporaries to get half the recognition. But I don't want to create this facade as if we're living in professional wrestling 1977. No, it's 2020, man. And I think for the most part, if it's good, it's good. And that's where growth and success will come from. But I urge you, because there's a lot that has been missed. Hey, we just seen Calvin Tankman break through, man. And there's a lot of other dudes that look like him, not me, that the world has yet to see. But they will. We're changing it for the better. And at the end of the day, man, regardless of color, if we're talking wrestling in my business, I just want you to be good. I don't care what color you are, but you better be good. And you've talked about how hard you've worked. Just the number 30 states has just blown my mind. You clearly uh, want to make things happen for yourself in this sport and as an entertainer, uh, I often use the word sport here, but let's be clear, it's sports It's a sport. It's a sport. I'm an entertainer. There are wrestlers that compete and that will entertain you for 20 minutes with a wrist lock. Me? I'm going to rock the whole damn show. It's just different. There's not a right way or a wrong way to do this thing. There's just your way. I have my way. And if I have my way... I'm going to be the biggest name in professional wrestling that you have ever seen. And that's a big damn pill to swallow, dog. That's a big proclamation to make. But I'm up for the task. So where do you want to see yourself go here in the in the short term? I'm sure you want to reach those goals of appearing on TV on Monday night, Wednesday night, Sunday night pay-per-views. Mm. Uh, how, what's your path forward here to get there in your point of view right now? Man, honestly, I want to change the business. I want to change the business and I want to leave the business better than I found it. And I want to leave the business as, like I said, the biggest star there's ever been. I think I've got the goods to do it one day. I'm not there yet. I recognize that. But then I'm going to take on another world and I'm going to be successful in that other world. So you ask me, what are my goals, man? Sky's the limit, dog. I don't, I don't put, I don't put any, uh, uh, stops or any, any conditions on what it is that's possible for the front man to accomplish, man. I'm a superstar in the making and it sounds, it sounds like I'm saying something that a lot of dudes in, in this business today, especially my generation kind of feel there's a difference though, because you know, I'm the real thing. I'm not saying that nobody else is. There's some other guys that are going to, you know, rise up with me. I don't know who they are. I've got an idea. But it's like calling a fight, right? You know, if we're watching UFC, we're calling a fight. I think that guy is going to win. You think that guy's going to win. And at the end of the day, you don't really know. You just kind of guess, right? 
Me, I'm kind of like Mike Tyson. You always know, in his prime, mind you, you always know he's going to knock it out. Well, Buster knock Douglas him that out. one time had something to say about that. Oh, oh, semantics. Semantics. How dare you besmirch the great name of Tyson? Is he training for another fight, by the way? Is that legit? I believe so, from everything that I've heard. From everything that I've heard, but you know what? There's a lot of discussion as to whether or not he should do it. Uh, take my money. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But to me, he's... on pay-per-view. Oh, you know, I'd do it. I'd do it. I, I used to spin that. My mom would spin that on WrestleManias when I was a kid. So I think I could do that. Who are your favorites for, for to watch Iron growing Mike. up? Watching those WrestleManias. We talked about your influences earlier. If you had to name mm-hmm. like two or three guys that were your all-time favorites growing up, who are they? Oh, dude, honestly. Honestly, it it's so hard because I don't want to exclude anybody because nope, anybody that was on top. What's that? You're on the spot. I'm on the That's spot. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I take the long way home on my answers, so bear with me here. There's a lot of guys that have that have to be credited for the front man's love of this business. And anybody that was on top in 2001, 2002, 2003, that's like peak years for me. So we're talking about Rocky, who I have to say is my all-time favorite, definitely. Uh, but then you're talking Flair is still on TV at this point. Uh, uh, Booker T, man. Hell, Taker, Steve Austin, Jericho, Edge, Young Randy, Young John, man. These are the guys that built the foundation of fandom for me, dude. Uh, uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a Mick Foley. The amount of, of, I think Mick Foley is probably the credit for my passion in this. Uh, Rock would definitely, uh, 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 he was my superhero. He was what Hulk Hogan was to so many other kids. For me, The Rock has been my idol since I was six years old. And uh, from work rate standpoint, and, and just at his time, on top, defining an entire generation of the 80s, Ric Flair, uh, uh, greatest champion there ever was. Uh, Shawn Michaels, geez, you know. What, what can you say about Mr. WrestleMania that hasn't already been said to credit his greatness? Triple H had, like, the coolest entrance of all time. Um, one of, one of. I have to... There's a lot. There's a lot up there. I'm a big fan, man. I, I'm. Uh, Taker might argue with that. And hell, listen, I wouldn't argue with Taker. But uh, uh, and then you know, I, I like old school stuff. I went through a period of life when, right before I broke into business, where I was, excuse the French, balls deep in old school wrestling, man. So I'm talking like Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Flair, of course. Like I've said, Dusty. Uh, 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 Rock and Clashes earlier this afternoon, in fact. Yes, the Flair Sting. I just watched that on, doing cardio earlier. I just watched uh, Ron Simmons versus Vader uh, for the championship. Man, I'm I'm a real life fan of this game. Real life fan, student, I'll say. 
student of the game, no longer a fan. I've, I've retired. If I've retired from anything, I suppose it was being purely or just simply a fan. I am a student of the game. Couple more questions here for you. Uh, we know how hard you're working, and a lot of that includes spending time in the gym. We did have one question from Adam on Facebook asking, What's your favorite cheat meal? Oh, favorite cheat meal? Uh, figs, Fig Newtons. Fig, they still make There's those? these. Oh, yeah, they do. And that's yeah, a they meal? Do. Oh, you, make you a know meal what? Out of those? You know what? You know what? Fig Newtons. And uh, uh, tomato and basil wheat thins. Holy S H! Oh my gosh! T. Those are my. Those are my. Uh, those are my. My heart. Pancakes sometimes, you know. But see, I, the thing with pancakes and sweets like that, man, I'm either all in or I'm not. I'm. I'm either at the dance or I'm at home on the couch. I. I gotta go all or none. And. You know, you give me in a Perkins at three o'clock in the morning after a night of tequila or some whiskey or some vodka. Who knows how many pancakes I'll put down? Who knows? Yeah, suck up all that all that devil's juice. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, and then another question here that I have uh, floating around on social media: We have seen the donut glossary. If you had to pick one of these donuts to have for the rest of your life. If you have to reference it, take a second, go for it. Oh, what gosh. What would you select? Uh, I've got the body of a god, man. You think I would indulge in that if you're putting a gun to my head hey, and telling me to choose. if you're going to have a stack of pancakes here after the uh, Patron or whatever it is you're having uh, at oh, a gosh. watering hole. We'll say Hennessy. We'll say Hennessy. Uh, after Hennessy, I'll say uh, the OG glazed. It's just the best, man. Never lets you down. Always deliver. It never lets you down. For my part, I'll say the Maple Long John, of course, from Blado's Donuts in Winona, Minnesota. My alma mater, Winona State University. Cheap plug there. Uh, ah. Where can folks find you on the interwebs, uh, either on social media or to purchase your merchandise? Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash FrontmanROX because I do. And you can get uh, any of my t-shirts. We'll get them to you inside of a week. Uh, right now we got some promotion going on. And if I was a more educated man in this moment i would have the code for you in my hand but i don't just head over to my instagram and you'll get the deals for uh for the july weekend uh i'm from manja everywhere man and you know i can do this thing again full time then uh from manja will be everywhere any parting words that's out to california california all right um yeah uh, watch me. And we hope to see you back in the squared circle in an AWF ring, hopefully, here either in the state of Minnesota or one of our neighboring states here in the near future. You did mention one show coming up, I believe, was it August 22nd in the state of Iowa? You want to run that down one more that's time? That's right, August. That's right. That's right. August 22nd, Black Wrestlers Matter, all-black show, man. 
I think I think it's safe to say it's probably the first time in history. Uh, I'm very excited. You can catch yours truly in Des Moines, Iowa, whipping ass and taking names. I'm going to pluck that Trump airwolf from obscurity and make him famous for maybe 15 minutes while I whip that ass from pillar to post and coast to coast. He's going to get the opportunity of a lifetime with the lights shining brighter than they have ever been before. And it's not just a concussion from my foot kissing your face. It's fact. I'm big match and I, like I said before, won't let you down. Well, I don't think anyone's going to question your determination. Uh, anyone's going to question your ambitions. And I want to thank you for coming on the program and certainly wish you all the best looking forward here in this sport. Thank you very much. And that's all for this episode of the Draper Dialogues. Again, we thank Jossie for joining us. And if you're catching this on our Facebook page, be sure to keep in mind that this is available now as a podcast. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, so many other outlets, and subscribe. Again, cannot wait to have AWF action live in the near future when it's safe to do so. Be sure to stay connected with us at the American Wrestling Federation on our social media channels and on our television program on 45 TV every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon. Be sure to leave a comment, share your feedback, let us know what you think, and let us know who you want to see on this program. On behalf of everyone at the AWF, want to wish everyone out there well. So long, everyone.